Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage on 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea. First things first, if you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, reach out, find all the details on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. Give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio, and subscribe to the podcast, which you can find by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or at almostfamousradio.com. So tonight we have a very special Tiny Stage guest for you. We are coming to you tonight from Jeff Rosen's Cherrywood Records, located in the amazing Soundcheck Studios building here in Pembroke, Massachusetts, and tonight being joined by the Ballroom Thieves. How are you guys doing? We're great. Thank you so much for having us. My yeah, pleasure. Thanks, John. So give yourselves an introduction if you would. My name is Martin Early. I play guitars and sing in the band, and this is Callan Peters, and she plays cello and bass in the band and sings as well it's true excellent <laughs> it's all true the rumors are true <laughs> give us the history of the band how long have you guys been playing together too long too long <laughs> no we've we've uh it's funny since you know since the pandemic started it's felt like we've been together for about 30 years but uh, <laughs> it's been more like a decade so how did you all come together we met in boston and then we just kind of went from there and once it became a little too expensive to live in boston we moved up to maine and uh yeah, so it's been a long time, but we've been at it trying to make things work. That's fantastic. I want to ask about the band name. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's funny because when you make a band name, you never really make it with the intention of liking it still 12 years later, you know? <laughs> like, you make it in a moment, and then you don't really think about where it's going to go. But I was sitting at uh, the Newport Folk Festival listening to Dawes play on the main stage in, like, 2011, I think. And we just, we needed a band name, and uh, yeah, Ballroom Thieves just came to me. I I kind of liked the idea of uh, of thieves at a fancy ball way back in, you know, olden days, just stealing stuff from all the wealthy folks. And there was a story about a woman called Chicago May, an Irish woman who who essentially did that. So I, I, I thought it was a, a pretty interesting idea. Fantastic. I love that. We do occasionally answer to the name Bathroom Thieves, though, so, you know, just, I'm just saying that, just in case. And another Boston Music Award nomination. Congrats on that. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's always really nice, uh, really nice to be nominated. So, the album Unlovely, that came out last year. Tell us about that. Oh, Unlovely. We were so excited about that. We took a little time off that year to take it easier, and we wrote the album, and we recorded it. And then something happened, didn't it? Yeah, something happened. <laughs> and then <laughs> we uh, we put it out and then we uh, fell into the pandemic immediately after. And it just absolutely canceled everything. We were about six shows into our release tour and shows were selling out. So we were really excited. And then uh, right before the pandemic shut us down completely, we got into a massive car accident out west in Wyoming. So we went from being stranded in, in Wyoming for four days after a huge car pileup to then being uh, shut down by the pandemic and having to fly home. And then we've been sitting at home ever since. Wow. Everybody's safe? Everyone was safe, yeah. The, the car accident was really scary. Uh, you know, not everyone there uh, involved fared as, as well as we did. So it, it was a scary, scary time, but um, we, were, we were lucky. Did you get a song out of it? No, not yet. <laughs> we'll see. It's coming. <laughs> Too soon, you know. Once we process it all, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the new album, let's do a track and then we'll talk some more. What are we going to kick off the night with? Hmm. Let's we, do Tenebrist. Yeah, sounds all right. good. The Ballroom Thieves, 95.9 WHD. We're on the tiny stage. Evidence. Cause I can't see what you can sense. 
be ringing in your ears long after every coast is clear and all the lights are low. We all muddy the water. The Ballroom Thieves, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, and we are on the tiny stage tonight, coming to you from Cherrywood Records, located at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke. And talk about that song, Tenebrist. How did that one happen? Tenebrist is about, you know, seeing the good and the bad. And we use this this art analogy. Tenebrism is, is kind of the idea of illuminating things by making things dark around the subject in, uh, in fine art. And so, yeah, it's the, you know, the kind of common idea of you need the dark if you want to know the light. You need the bad if you want things to be good because otherwise everything just kind of flatlines. So that was kind of the idea there and was written during a pretty tumultuous time right before the 2016 election. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know... We won't go into that. <laughs> you know, we all know. Absolutely. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so speaking of tumultuous times, of the COVID pandemic really affected everybody in different ways, especially the music community. How did it affect the band other than the, uh, the album release disaster? <laughs> yeah, um, in many ways, actually. You know, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, we were and have been unable to do the thing that we do for a living. And so being stuck at home, not being able to travel, not being able to play shows, and knowing that uh, you know, indoor shows with a packed room of people is probably one of the last things that will, that will come back. So, um, so it's been a really tough time uh, in terms of making ends meet financially, but also mentally it's been really difficult for us because everything has just been so uncertain. Obviously, like you're saying, so many people have had a really hard time. So all in all, we're, we're very fortunate. But the other thing, obviously, that, that came out of it, if you follow the band, is that our uh, original drummer left the band. He started pursuing some other things and, and uh, decided that it was time for him to move on. And so we have two new bandmates, one who's been with us for a long time playing guitars and keys and who now is uh, transitioning over to drums, which is his primary instrument. And then we've got another guitar player and synth player. So yeah, the band looks a little different now than it did before the pandemic, and we're really excited about it. With live music slowly returning, it was shut down for so, so long during the pandemic. What did you miss most about being on the road and being on tour? Just the shows in general, being in front of people and getting to sing and uh, watching people's reactions in the, in the audience and, and meeting people after the shows and... Uh, yeah, I mean, even just the driving, you know, it's really funny because when you're constantly touring, 
you don't ever really get a chance to sit back and reflect on, okay, what what's important and what isn't and what do I love and what don't I love? And Callie and I really realized fully during the pandemic that this is really what we love doing and we need to keep doing it. And, uh, you know, we, we hadn't really gotten the chance to, to think about that because we were just constantly moving. So in a way, you know, there, you can say there's a silver lining there somewhere. I'll throw this out to Callie. What do you not miss? Mm. <laughs> what do I not miss? I think I, I don't miss the back and forth between, between home life, which is so comfortable, and then jumping onto the road. It's such a contrast, and it has been nice to have a break. And like Martin said, just take a little time and decide if we, if we love this or not. And turns out we do. But yeah, I really, I, I don't miss uh, being exhausted all the time, uh, having a very tired voice interpersonal struggles with with bandmates um not sleeping like our, our <laughs> sleep schedule has just been amazing amazing oh gosh we eat so well we sleep so well we're just so healthy but <laughs> no, I'll, like, I'll give it all up no 2 a.m mcdonald's pit stops <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> i'll happily give it all up and go back though that's cool well, let's do some more music what are we listening to next let's uh let's listen to only lonely all right the ballroom thieves on the tiny stage tonight 95.9 W.A.T.D.
The Ballroom Thieves joining us tonight on the tiny stage coming to you from Cherrywood Records, located at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke, Massachusetts. So talk about that song, Only Lonely. How did that one happen? That one was written mostly on Martha's Vineyard in the dead of winter. Uh, We were visiting some friends. We used their home as a little rehearsal pad. And I don't know, it just just came. And it's so beautiful in Martha's Vineyard in in the winter. There's so much space. There's no people. Cape Cod and and the islands are just the most beautiful in the off-season. Perfect, yeah. And uh, we wrote that sad little song. Yeah, we like to think that some of the, you know, vineyard February comes through in the in the song and you can kind of see where you know it's it makes sense to be lonely out there <laughs> in the off season but not that that's always a bad thing the ballroom thieves has a very distinctive sound how did you find it that's a good question we've been trying to work on our sound and work on figuring out exactly what we want because for a long time we've just kind of been operating under this idea that anything goes and that whatever is best for the song that's what we'll do and so we call ourselves genre traders because we just kind of do one thing and then the next song is something completely different and the next song maybe there's a bossa nova beat and maybe on the next one it's a hard grungy rock song and then we transition to a a soft acoustic ditty so Yeah, we're still kind of discovering ourselves and trying to figure out what we want. And with this next batch of songs, I think we really were were taking another big step towards figuring out what our sound really is. A big part of the sound is harmonies. How do you work those out? We constantly sing together. I think that process has changed a lot, but uh, we used to just sort of throw like one, three, five harmonies, stacked harmonies on on everything. And we've, we've come away from that a little bit, and that's been really fun. So we just sing, we see what works, we cancel what doesn't work, we try to kill our darlings best we can, and we just spend a lot of time singing together, working out the songs. That's fantastic. We are up against our first break of the Tiny Stage Hour. Here on WATD, we have more songs to play, more to talk about with the Ballroom Thieves right here on 95.9 WATD. We're brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Almost Famous with John Shea. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage on 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Make sure to give me a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And subscribe to the podcast. You can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or at almostfamousradio.com. So tonight, the Tiny Stage is coming to you from Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke, Massachusetts. A huge thank you to Jeff Rosen of Cherrywood Records for loaning me his studio tonight. And we're being joined by the Ballroom Thieves. How are you guys doing? We're great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. My pleasure. Do another round of introductions, if you would. Sure. My name is Martin Early. I play guitar and, and I sing in the band. I'm Callie Peters. I play cello and bass and I sing as well. Fantastic. And website, social media, any place that people can find you. Yeah, all over the internet, uh, in all the uh, family-friendly places. Unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, just Ballroom Thieves, <laughs> at Ballroom Thieves, and BallroomThieves.com. TikTok? Not Never. yet. No. <laughs> that is something we don't quite understand. And uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll keep it that way. We're, we might just be aging ourselves, you know, by saying that, because it seems like it's here to stay, but... I actually but, yeah. think we just got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your radio's clicking off all across the South Shore. <laughs> Unlovely, that came out last year. Where is that available? It's available uh, online. It's on Spotify and Apple Music and anywhere you, you find music. And uh, you can also buy a physical copy if you uh, want to be a hero to us. Then you can buy one in our web store, which you can find at ballroomthieves.com. Amazing. And as I mentioned tonight, we're coming to you from Jeff Rosen's Cherrywood Records, located at the amazing Soundcheck Studios here in Pembroke, Massachusetts. Just before your debut here, so other than the show that's happening tonight that's obviously passed by the time this is broadcast, what other upcoming shows before the end of the year can you share with us? Yeah, we've got two shows up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire uh, on December 2nd and 3rd. Um, so, so it's a double header um, at the press room there, which is a nice room that they've pretty much completely remodeled recently during the pandemic. So uh, we're excited about that, but sadly, uh, not, not too much else going on this year, but next year we'll be hitting the road again, hopefully, if all things go well. Sounds good. Let's do another track. What are we listening to next? How about Borderline? 
All right. This song just came out last week. Sure did. All right. Let's play it, and then we'll talk about it. The Ballroom Thieves on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. That's the Ballroom Thieves, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. And we've got the Ballroom Thieves in studio tonight. Talk about Borderline. How did that happen? Early on in the pandemic, there was an article that was making the rounds in the music community about how what the music industry really wanted was happy songs. (laughs) And, you know, the people who are in charge of licensing music for TV shows and movies and commercials... What they wanted was happy songs. And so we just looked at ourselves and and kind Burst of Burst into the laughter. Yeah. And tears. <laughs> we just thought, okay, well that's not really gonna happen. So <laughs> we uh we excel at writing sad songs. And so 
one of the things that we that we thought might be a good idea would be to just kind of dress those sad songs up in a happy coat and that's kind of what we did with borderline it's a it's a song about anxiety and depression and learning how to live with that and with those things and uh it's it's a pretty sad song but it sounds pretty happy especially the second half of it that's the ballroom thieves and these new songs are they going to be a part of an ep or an album down the road yeah there's an ep that will be coming out at some point so <laughs> i'm not sure of what i'm allowed to say uh but keep it but vague yeah. <laughs> radio tease we love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's definitely uh there's there's some music to be heard for sure the last album, Unlovely, we talked about that earlier. How many songs were written for Unlovely and how many made the final cut? I think there are 11 songs on that record, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. And I think we originally had about 13 or 14 that we demoed out and recorded, and then two or three of them at some point during the recording process were scratched. And so. How do you make that decision as to which songs stay, which songs go? You know, it kind of just happens. It's usually someone is excited about a song and then the general attitude in the studio kind of helps make that decision. So if someone kind of comes to the table with, with an opinion that's that's like, oh, well, I don't really don't know about this one, then sometimes it's, you know, it can just be scratched and, and we move on. Sequencing is a is a really special part of album making for us. So if, if a song doesn't end up fitting into a sequence, we easily just remove it it doesn't belong That's yeah cool. the age-old concept of making an album yeah right and the the hard part about that is that sometimes those songs just never see the light of day you know you'd think that okay we push this one and maybe release it later or something but often we just keep writing new things that we then are more excited about and then some of those old songs just just never make the cut speaking of an age-old concept Openly voicing a political opinion in song lyrics, I think, has kind of become a lost art over the last several decades. Not with the Ballroom Thieves. How do you guys integrate your opinions and your messages, uh, especially when it comes to political opinions, into your music? Yeah, I think it's really tough right now because, and it, you know, it has been, but we just feel like as a band, we have a platform mostly because we're literally standing on a platform and talking to people with a microphone. So we just feel like it's important for us to not be silent on certain issues and to talk about the things that we care about and the things that we find important. We never stop thinking about human rights, so we just tend to write about what's on our minds the most, I think. Yeah, that's why Unlovely kind of turned into almost a you know, anti-Trump political rant. <laughs> but, you know, it was just difficult to avoid thinking about those things. And when that's what you're thinking about, it's just really hard to write a song about how much you love, you know, butterflies and, and birds. It's just, you can't really do that if uh, kids are in cages. <laughs> if you look back at like some of the most uh, notable songs of all time from the 60s, 70s, 80s, a lot of them have a political message behind them. Absolutely. And that's why I really hate this whole sentiment of, you know, shut up and play your music or, you know, don't don't talk about politics, just entertain us. This whole sentiment of, you know, shut up and play your music or, you know, don't talk about politics, just entertain us. And politics has no place in music. And it's just like, what's it does? That's, that's why music wasn't any music. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd also argue, you know, human rights just doesn't have a place in politics. So maybe if we could separate those, we would all have to we could stop writing about it. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Absolutely. What was the audience reaction to the album? It was pretty good in the few shows that we got to play. So we we sold out the shows that we that we had scheduled on our tour, and uh, but we only got to play about six of them. So it went well up until the pandemic really closed the entire country down. Let's do another track. What are we listening to next? Let's do Woman. Okay. The Ballroom Thieves, 95.9 WATD. We are on the tiny stage. Two months spent just dancing 
alone with your ghost in the dark. I was your woman, your woman, and you left me standing alone in a world that had not heard me use my voice yet. You just tired of my nose, I guess. Hey, we all make our choices. The Ballroom Thieves on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. We are coming to you from Cherrywood Records at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke. And a big thank you to Jeff Rosen of Cherrywood Records for lending me his studio tonight. We're being joined by the Ballroom Thieves. That was Woman, which is a collaboration with Lady Lamb. So now might be a good time to talk about the collaborations on the album. How did you guys get to work with Lady Lamb? That's a really fun story, actually. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, Allie, who, who is Lady Lamb, was advertising shows at her house and uh i we we had played some shows together years and years ago and we weren't very close we just knew each other and and uh so i you know we were following her on on social media and and she put up a map of where these shows were taking place and there's a star on the map of maine and i just realized it it, it was exactly where we live in maine and so it had turned it turns out that she had bought a house only about 10 minutes away from our house and she was hosting shows up there so then we got in touch with her and we became pandemic buddies we hung out she was one of the only people that we saw and spent time with you know in indoors during the pandemic and we would watch the political debates together and we would hang out and and talk about everything that was going on so we became really good friends through that and that friendship has continued so when we had this song, we just felt like her voice was a really great fit for it. And uh, we asked her if she wanted to be a part of it, and she was excited to do so. So, yeah, we were we were pretty happy about it. That's cool. <laughs> Has she joined the band yet? <laughs> Someday. <Hopefully. Yeah. laughs> we could only be so lucky. Songwriting. Let's talk about that. How do you write? We write in all kinds of different ways. So I write a lot of lyrics, and Callie is really good at writing melodies and coming up with melody lines both for the vocals and for for uh, the music and so it really happens kind of off the cuff most of the time we don't 
box ourselves in in terms of you know scheduling writing sessions or anything like that it's it's usually just when it happens it happens and so far we haven't run dry and we haven't hit too many stints of writer's block so um yeah it's been working pretty well we're we we have strengths and weaknesses that kind of fit together well so we complement each other how do you decide who sings lead that's a good question too, John. Um, we just, we kind of play the song and usually, you know, it depends on who, who originally wrote the song or who originally came up with the first idea. So if, you know, if Callie comes to me with a song, usually it's, it's a song that she intended for, for her to sing and vice versa. But especially more recently, we've just been kind of leaving it wide open. And if the song sounds better in Callie's voice, in her range, then Callie sings the song. And if the opposite is true, then then I sing it. I think it's actually one of my favorite parts about uh, songwriting. We will have a, a new song that's just barely finished, and we'll we'll play it in every single key and switch singers and try harmonies and try try everything and we, we usually land on hopefully what was the best thing for it but who knows i guess we could have tried more yeah usually something something just clicks and it works you know and then and then you go with it and then you never look back when is a song finished when is it ready it's never ready i think to me it's like you know you you write a song and then when you when you record a song that's one definitive version of the song but then when you start playing it live it changes and it shifts again so it's kind of a constantly evolving thing. And I think that's true for most bands because, you know, when you go see a band live, it's rare that you hear the exact album version of a song. You usually hear an interpretation of that version. So I think it's it's one of the nice things about writing music is that you're never done with it. It, it can always shift and change. There's always this moment, like three months after you release something where you hear it again. We actually, we usually shut down. We don't even listen to our songs after they come out, but you'll hear it again, unfortunately, somehow. And you'll hear all these things you should have done differently. And then you, you just realize you probably, you want to re-record it, but you don't get the option to. And yeah, it's just really never done. Sharing a song with an audience for the very first time. What's going through your mind? Oh, it's terror. Oh, we feel differently there. <laughs> I guess it depends on the song, but usually I'm really excited. I'm curious to see how people will react and which songs resonate the most with other people because obviously we have our favorites and so we have songs that resonate with us that we're really excited about so it's always interesting to see how an audience feels about the things that we are excited about and sometimes you get surprised where you release a song that you know you think it's kind of a middle of the road song and all of a sudden people really like it and that's that's always nice happens the opposite way as well we'll get very <laughs> excited about something and then now people don't really like it <laughs> <laughs> that's cool we have two more songs left, so uh, let's play your second to last song. What's that going to be? Let's do I'm Around. Okay, the Ballroom Thieves joining us tonight on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. It's almost famous. For our 
Singing in infinite praise And all the days Move slow Change for anyone And the darkness lives in you Like it lives in me And the darkness fills us up To we're both empty Life just ain't WATD 95.9. I'm John Shade. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Tonight, we're on the tiny stage being joined by the Ballroom Thieves. So talk about that song. How did that one happen? That was a song that was written a little while ago. It was, you know, it kind of was lingering around for a little while, which is funny because it's called I'm Around. But we weren't really sure what we were going to do with it. And so it's kind of a slow, brooding love song you know, about loving someone no matter what. And uh, we we recorded our parts of it right before the pandemic. And then we kind of just sat with it for a while. And then we have a friend who's called Ariel Posen, who's really just an incredible guitar player and one of one of my guitar heroes. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, after a short time, we thought, okay, let's just send this to Ariel and let's just see what he does with it. And then that's exactly what we did. He was gracious enough to lend his guitar playing and, you know, it took him about 20 minutes. He sent back a few takes and everything was just really, just really gorgeous. nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we were excited about that one. That's so cool. How do you think, other than losing your original drummer, how do you think the Ballroom Thieves have evolved over the last year and a half, two years through the pandemic? Well, one of the really great things about this next batch of songs is that we recorded most of it live. And for a long time in this band, we were kind of building things in the studio piece by piece. It was kind of a slow process and we had some fun with that. But one of the things we really wanted to do with with these new songs is really become a band and show people in the recordings you know, that it was recorded live, that there's a feel to it where everyone's playing the song in the same room together at the same time. And that has been a real joy for us, especially with uh, the addition of Ariel Bernstein and John Nolan, because we all we all get along. We all think similarly about music and about the writing process and the recording process. And so that's been a, a pretty big change for us because it's something that we've been really excited about for a long time. And something that we've been wanting to do but haven't really been able to. So so now that's probably the next kind of development in the band. Speaking of live, what are your thoughts and opinions on venues requiring vaccinations or negative COVID results in order for an audience to take part in the live music? I think that's absolutely uh, crucial. Yeah, right now I think it's the it's the least that they can do. It's it's really the only way to have a, a live show indoors at this point, sadly. And you know, it's sad that we're in this situation, but we kind of put ourselves here in a way. So, if we had all just done that from the beginning, maybe we would be playing full cap shows and people wouldn't be worried about 
catching COVID if they if they show up at a show. I think it's so amazing that a mask can help us stop the spread of this thing. And I, I just think it's, you know, vital that everyone just put one on their face and, and get to the, get to the shows they, they desperately miss. Yeah. And one thing I'm realizing tonight, too, is, is that masks also serve another purpose, and that's a built-in pop screen for microphones. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, it's, it's really a, you know, it's a small price to pay to, to be able to listen to your favorite band. Yeah, you still get to go out. You just got to cover up your Exactly. Face. Not a big deal. Yeah, not a Very big deal. Very easy. We are up against our final break of the night. We have one more song to share with the Ballroom Thieves and a little bit more to talk about as well. So stick around. It's 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous. Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. For the final time tonight, welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, and we're being joined tonight from Cherrywood Records at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke by the Ballroom Thieves. Give one last round of introductions, if you would. My name is Martin Early. I'm Callie Peters. And share your website and social media pages, if you would. Yeah, it's uh, ballroomthieves.com, I before E. You'd be surprised how many people uh, (laughs) forgot that lesson in elementary school but yeah i before e ballroom thieves and just ballroomthieves.com ballroom thieves on twitter ballroom thieves on instagram on facebook wherever you want to find the music and hang out with us and the album that came out last year yeah are we had an album come out last last two years ago did the last year even happen john i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> it's hard to remember it's just a blur <laughs> yeah it came out on valentine's day which was, is also kind of a funny little, <laughs> little tidbit but yeah it's called unlovely and yeah, we're excited about and that one. two new recent singles. One came out last week. Yeah, three new, three recent singles, actually. Woman, I'm Around, and then uh, the most recent one is called Borderline. Fantastic. Congrats on that. Thank, Thank you. you. Finally, you're one of the most successful bands in the Boston music community. What advice do you have for aspiring musicians, especially now post-COVID, who are looking to start a career full-time in music? Oh, it's so hard to start a career right now. So we, we really feel for, for new bands. But I think COVID or no COVID, small circles around around your city are, is the way to go. You know, you show up to the open mics, make some friends in the community, support your peers. And just if you're going to go on tour, do a week, do little circles, make them bigger and bigger until you're hitting the whole nation. Yeah, I think one of the things that so many young bands do, they they want they're so excited and we did the exact same thing, but they're so excited that they that they want to do a full countrywide tour and you know, it just doesn't end up working out for anyone. It, you end up losing so much money and you're and you are exhausting yourself and then you don't really have much to show for it at the end. So so yeah, stay close to your town and build slowly until you can until you can sell out a small venue and then Start building your team with an agent and a manager and, and get some people who are passionate about your music and build slowly. One other thing in terms of songwriting that I, I see so many younger bands wanting to do too much and playing, you know, always playing complicated parts and always there's always something happening. And I think I think one of the lessons that took me a long time to learn is let a song breathe, let there be space, because the space is one of the more compelling things about a song. If I think can... it was Tom Petty who said, don't bore us, get to the chorus. <laughs> That's good. Totally true. We have time for one more song before we wrap things up. What are we hitting the top of the hour with? Let's do bees. Cool. The Ballroom Thieves, thank you so much for making this work, and congrats again on the Boston Music Award nomination. Thank, thank you, you so much. And one last time, share your website if people want to find you. Ballroomthieves.com All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Be safe. There's a voice that pulls me stumbling through a symphony And the less of it I need, the more I get Till I'm swept up by the shape of all the centuries That can echo in the chambers of my chest I think she fears I'll be a servant to my history Or worse, a slave to someone else's misplaced doubts So I try too hard to kill what's out to kill me Till I'm blind and hiding in the lion's mouth And the words she aches to hear pour through my canyon And they're singing in the caverns of my Though I do my best to try to understand them 
They only follow me like vultures in the end Read that I should write something worth reading, or I should do something worth writing about. And as my ears they buzz like bees upon the ceiling, I start to pour a little more than I'm allowed. I said our hearts know deeper seasons than our memories. She said this harvest might sustain us for a year. Of all the thousand ways the world could tempt me, I never met a better fighter than her fear. So as I try to breathe the air that she is breathing, and we dance a lightless dance upon my floor, I am burning to tell her she's all I'm needing. I'm drowned out by all the noise outside the door. Well, carried by the current of the morning, miles below the surface of the dawn. This is not the place that I was born in, but that doesn't mean it's not the place where I belong.